0: Greetings and salutations uh, to Big Radio uh, is out again. The November episode. This is gonna be episode number seventy-three. Is uh, is out. That's gonna be it. And um, whereas I talked about um, some rather serious stuff uh, the last time, talking to Happy Tom about his documentary, the UXA. And uh, before that, I had uh, um, an episode on Black Lives Matter. So I decided, uh, why not uh, go into November, uh, this dark and gray month, and um, talk about some positive stuff. Um, as you know, I would like to cover all all areas of Tubi-Jugend, um, beginning with the band itself. And sometimes I talk about... Uh, Political stuff, um, and sometimes I talk organizational stuff, general stuff, and sometimes I just like, would only like to bring an update from, uh, Jürgens, um, all over. And this time, um, I'm, um, once again, after having, not having talked to, um, to, uh, Jürgens from South America, I d- decided to, um, grab my, um, Zoom and, um, talk to, uh, Pandemon. From Tube and Satanica and uh, as well to, uh, Katie from Tube and Lima to talk about and know about what's, uh, what's happening in South America. I uh, haven't been there with the uh, Tube and Radio for quite some while. So uh, listen in and listen to, um, Juan and Katie talk about what's happening, uh, in the south, southern part of the Americas. Hello everybody, True Vegan Radio is going to South America once again, and I'm very glad and happy to have uh, you, uh, Benning Cat, from True Vegan Lima, from Peru, and you, Pan from True Vegan out of Good Alhara. Back that in is Baca. correcto. It, it's been quite a while, so we have not been talking about the, the things going on in True Vegan South America. So why don't you uh, let me start with the lady? Maybe give us a, a brief update of what's happening in in, in Peru. How's the <laughs> trouble you can been going there?
1: Well, everything starts in, in two thousand five when I met Panda. Actually, to my space, like everybody in the UN, I guess <laughs> when they started their chapters. So I was very into. Well, uh, four years before that so starting 2000 um, and I was looking into the chapters in South America and so far there wasn't any chapters already created so I met also a, a girl from Ecuador I guess and she was also a fan for Turbo Negro and she said hey why don't you start your own chapter in Lima Perú there is no one I said yes of course and she introduced me to the Trooper Yugan team. Then met Panda. Actually he's one of the first, you know, Jugend friends that I met in this family. So he helped me a lot in how to create a chapter, uh what, what it's the warrior name, what means, and of course about you. So and um, well that was uh the beginning of the chapter in Lima and Actually, in the beginning, it was only like maybe five members. And those five members are my close friends, actually. Uh-huh. Um, then we start, you know, uh, searching for more members, traveling around South America, then to the U.S. and recently to Europe also. And now we are like thirty-two, thirty-four 34 members, maybe. And so oh far, it's God. very nice, yes, because... We're 30
0: members, that's quite that beats my Jugend, my lame-ass Jugend in Vienna, because we have 20, uh, 20 members, but nobody's really active. But so it turns out <laughs> that you just you started the whole thing out, and then it, it yes. actually developed into a big group in Lima. How's, how's the music scene in Lima? Yeah,
1: It's very big, actually, because almost everybody in the Jugend except me, of course, they have their own bands. They play outside, of course. And it's very nice because all of us, we are friends since several years ago. And um, we have like a three in world that belongs to Torbeni Lima from Mexico, uh, Germany, not from, I guess, the United States. But everything is very nice. I, I mean, this kind of... Brotherhood that you the tobagen it's very nice. I mean I love it. I love it since the beginning. I love it until now
0: mm-hmm. you talk you talk about the brother and sisterhood of the two jugend and uh it might be a very critical question but it goes more or less towards my home country or the country where I work in Germany. Well, I'm from Austria but but I noticed that the the the, the communication within the German Yugens is sometimes a little bit you know difficult. They have their arguments. On, mostly on Facebook, because usually in real life world, everything is good and everybody hugs each other and no, there's no problem at all. Well As soon as they, they, I don't know, Facebook is involved, there comes the argument. Uh, how's, I'm also asking, also asking Juan, um, is the, um, the situation in South America the same thing? Or is, or is there more, well, how is the, the culture between the Yugans there? It's also if you go online is a little bit more critical than live or is it just a more positive way of, of, of dealing with each other?
2: Kat, do you wanna go and take that one? I, I have some info on that. <laughs> well,
0: why that? go go ahead Juan? Alright, thank
2: you. <laughs> and um so uh there there's I mean the 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 thing is that South America and um like the, the whole continent it's, it's so big that, of course, there there's many situations where we come from totally different backgrounds, and it's not, it's not the same now. It's also so spread out. Like in Europe, you get all the, all the chapters very close. Here, we don't usually get the chance to, to meet in person. So let's say our, our most important way of communication is, is Facebook. Um, for those that were lucky to, to be able to travel every now and then, uh it's it's always great to to finally put a uh, i don't know maybe a real face to to the picture in facebook um so uh, i mean like for instance Kathy when was the first time you you came over to to Guadalajara to one of the Guadalajara parties and and it was just great i mean because we've known each other for like what 10 15 years or so
1: 15 uh,
2: years, yes. <laughs> and and it was the first time we met, so it's it's even kind of weird because you're like, yes. <laughs> Do I high five? Do I hug? Do I just like fist bump, <laughs> right? And um,
1: <laughs> yes, that's
3: right.
2: <laughs> and and so there's there's such a diversity of of cultures in in the Ibero-American union because right now we've gotten very integrated with, I mean, what started with uh, a few chapters in Mexico way back and then uh, with a few chapters in, in Lima or, or that chapter in Lima and then there was the um, there was an Argentinian chapter as well. and those were kind of the three main ones for a while and then of course the Brazilians who were more rock and roll than everybody else in the world. Uh-huh. Um, so it, it, but it was kind of spread out and suddenly, I mean I don't know after the sexual harassment record, the scene started getting stronger in in this side of the continent and also in this side of the pond, um, south of the border, and all those things that that usually are said. But when it's really started to to get big, I would say it was between 2017 and and now. So there's more chapters in in um, Argentina started their like their new Buenos Aires chapter, and then they created Rosario. And start spreading again. And then there's, there's, uh, another one in, in Uruguay besides the, the previous old one that Marcos Motosierra founded like aons ago when, when he did the, the infamous recording for, for score, right? Uh-huh. And right now, I mean, we have a, a ton of people. There's, uh, um, many, many different backgrounds. And, and yes, we have the, I don't know, the ultra militant, Super punk. And then we have the other guys who maybe don't care that much and they just want to have fun all the time. Then there's the people who are super musical nerds and think that everybody should get like a test to enter the club. And if they don't pass the test, then they shouldn't be members. And then there's the other ones who joined because they knew someone and they respected that someone a lot and they kind of created their own chapter, but maybe they were not so big fans. So it's a really big, big, um, Community, And also, then we started getting very strong relationships with the chapters in Spain and Portugal. So right now, it's like, it's not just South America, but it's called uh, Ibero-America. Mm-hmm. So we have Spain, Portugal, um, all the way from the south, from Argentina. We have chapters from Cuba. We have chapters oh, really? in, in Europe. Really? Cuba has two chapters, actually.
0: Is that is that I mean, is it easy to, to set up a chapter in Cuba uh, from an uh, ordering Yakuta and get everything organized and get every, everything shipped to you? Is that even possible, or does it's someone have to travel there and bring the jacket?
2: That's that's it. That that has been the case. It's really really tough. Um, we've done a few fundraisers uh, from Edmonton. Um, one of uh, the the president or the former president of of the Edmonton chapter, he was uh, started this very close ties with the punk scene in Cuba. So he was the actually who started the first chapter Santa Clara. But then all the members moved away from Cuba. So right now we're uh, we just got the approval from the former president to kind of restart their local chapter because he's living in Spain. And I mean yeah he he did the run away thing from. From Fidel, yeah. and uh, so he's now in Spain. And so yeah, and and of course, I mean, there there were there were a couple of of let's say friction that we had. Uh, what was it, uh, Kathy? About three months ago, I would say.
1: Oh, the big thing. Uh, yes, yes <laughs> that's right. Three months ago. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, and, and it was mostly a uh, uh, even though most of us speak the same language which is uh castilian or spanish um but we all have our, our nuances i mean it's it's not the same and, and there are things that can be lost in translations i mean even i mean speaking for my country i mean here in mexico there's there's things that are so different for instance in the chapter and up north in monterrey to the chapters on the beach in mazatlan or, or the way we speak here in, in guadalajara but now imagine that and like the whole going the whole way down south to, to Buenos Aires. So, of course, even though we speak the same language, but we sometimes don't mean the same things. And, and, um, so Kathy, you want to talk about how we were able to be, let's say, beat that gap and create bridges with those situations.
1: Yes. Well, actually, like Panda was talking about, uh, meanings for some words it's even strange to say when you speak the same language because it's a spanish with different meanings we try to be um as much polite as we can do but we are trying to improve every day this kind of situations uh from now i can say that it's so much better because we can feel that the environment uh The conversations that we are having every day, it's more soft and you can express yourself also without the worries that, uh, you know, someone is going to misunderstand you or they're going to take you like, oh, no, you're talking, you're not talking my language or you are not uh, um, understanding me. But like Panda said, we are trying to, you know, be more um, like a brotherhood,
0: you know? Yeah. Is this something... You, as presidents, had to suggest, be nicer to each other, uh, use your language in a more, how can I say, neutral way, so everybody knows every single word of vocabulary. Is that something you had to impose on the people, or is that something that people were actually Realizing in the course of the conflict that happened three months ago, is this something you came up with as a as presidents and got together and said, how ah, can we solve the whole situation?" Or is that something that naturally evolved in a out of the com- discussion and, and fight, if you may?
2: I'll take this one, Kathy. But I think <laughs> um, we we did have to to kind of start talking to people a little bit more because there were many misinterpretations I mean someone would say something that locally is okay but then somebody a uh, thousand kilometers away would take offense and it was like well the, the thing is that you actually don't know the person so you don't know the background and it's easy to judge based on your background but it's not easy to to just maybe leave that uh, aside and, and say hey by the way, did you mean this, or was this?
0: Uh, <laughs> this we're way? talking. We're talking Facebook conversation. Is that we are mm-hmm. we talking written online conversation on, on, let's say, Facebook? Yes.
2: Okay. Yes, and and uh, with with the uh, pandemic, there were also uh, some really strong bonds that started to happening between uh, different chapters via Zoom, and uh, there were there were people that were like constantly hanging out in Zoom and and getting to to know each other better. And uh, but still, that was that small factor of the background, and and that you really mean what you said, or is what something that you said it because you, I don't know, that's the way you you talk, or, or in your town, that's that's something that it's okay, but maybe in in another country, in another uh, city, it's not okay. So we did have a lot of conversations around it and try to put people into perspective and, and talk. Um, there's another thing that we have in in common is that gossipy situations run high in our region we all kind of have that it's embedded in in our in our systems also so we talk a lot like uh and that's something that charlie in argentina always says that for instance argentinians are known to argue a lot but it's it's not like a fight it's what they do it's it's like the way they express but someone that is not used to that might Say like, whoa, what's going on? I mean, why are you so aggro? And they're like, no, we're that's how we talk, right? So it, we did have something that could have gotten out of hand, but fortunately, um, so for instance, Kathy came up with really good examples of on what happened on the face on the main Facebook group, and used those examples and said, listen, guys, I mean, this is what can happen. If we keep going the same route, and this is what like all the online yelling and all the online keyboard warriors and and uh, public shaming and lynch mobs online, of course, can happen. So I I think Kathy, I don't know from from your perspective, but I think that we all got the kind of the message really well, and and everyone's like being nice to each other and holding hands and running in the in the grass.
1: Yes, because from the beginning, when we take as an example, not by the example, but as an example, the main group, we talk everybody and say, we don't want to get until this point because most of us, we know from years ago, and some of us are new members as well. But yes, now it's so much better. We can see every day about, for example, talking about the post, about people uh, sharing their comments their experience but now it's so much better than before actually we're doing good
0: (laughs) well that's great to hear because as as i mentioned i this is not kind of that should not be turning into a super critical uh, uh, podcast episode about uh, how to communicate and if there's anything wrong in, in some in one country and better in the other but still what i would always like to stress is that uh still we are a community and of course we are going everybody's going to that are, yeah difficult times, I guess. And people's nerves are sort of like distressed a lot. And uh, we should always, uh, I would only suggest, and who am I to tell people who are, should they, should they how they should uh, behave uh, in the online world. But still, it's a, it's a big community, and we've got so much joy out of 2 of you and that's the reason why we joined the whole club. And I think uh, just remembering and reminding ourselves that, We do. If you put the the whole group in front of everything you say or write, um, and try to maybe not uh, have topics like politics or sexism enter the whole thing too much, because you know that rubs all. Those topics always seem to rub people the the wrong way. I mean, I'm not talking about obvious stuff like anti-fascist and anti. Total sexism. That's all. All good if you wanna express yourself negatively against that. But still, some some lots of points, and lots of issues are still um, in my mind open for discussion. And if you if somebody has another opinion, even though he's in the UN, he's entitled to to have his own opinion. And let's not go after each other, but more take care of the community and everything. That's, oh, obviously a thing that was really working out well. In the, in the Americas. And even also interesting what, I, what you mentioned, Juan, that um, the Ibero-American trend, let's say that um, Spain is, is, or is because of the language and culture, I suppose, is, is orienting uh, towards uh, South America more, maybe not more, but also orienting their, their views on tubing and towards Ibero-Americans and get the information for going there over the pond. That's always, obviously a nice thing to, to see happening. Uh, I would think that if it wasn't for the plaque that you had, you would have had this this big event uh, going in Mexico in the summer, the two weekend event, but it, obviously it had to be cancelled. How are your plans for the for the for the next months? Do you have any?
2: Uh, <laughs> not a lot. I mean, we're we're Ooh. just waiting for. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, at least here, I I think Kathy can I mean. In Peru, you have it way much harsher than than us, right, Kathy? Because you, you're just lifting travel bans when uh, this week, I think.
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah, it is right. So, but basically, what we are trying to do in Turbo in Lima is to make a, mm, it's like an event, a party actually for next year. Or so. Uh, if everything is fine and things are getting better by March, we're going to have a big party here. So, we are inviting, for example, bands from South America, Chile, Argentina, Uruguay as well. We are trying to get Martel Sierra here, here for the first time. Um, so, I hope everything gets better. So, by March, we're going to have a big party.
0: <laughs> well, do you have the name of the party as the name being Chris Day. Chris
1: um. Yes, it's São Paulo Lima.
0: <laughs> it's oh, the mix yeah.
1: between Lima and Pauli, São Paulo Lima.
0: <laughs> oh, That's cool. the I mean. name. So let's hope for that yeah. for, to really actually be able to to happen. But what I have to say, I think this, this this crisis this year has been the year of the smaller groups within the Jugend, maybe not the big parties where you know, I mean every, mm-hmm. anybody who has been to Hamburg knows that um, this Welte Jugend Tage are totally nice and of course but still, the, the, the actual net time per person is really reduced to uh, sometimes only 20 seconds because you run into so many people mm-hmm. that you cannot even start one single whole conversation on the weekend because you have to <laughs> see and meet everybody. And obviously, this year yeah. it has been different because at the way, at least the way I did, I, I spent the year. You can advise I'm meeting with less people but spent more time with them. And this is also a very I have to say valuable time because the bonding is on a, on a smaller scale, meaning with less people, but it's more intense. And what I found myself doing stuff like hiking, regular hiking with no kute or just eating or grilling or barbecuing and listening to music and swimming uh, and, and getting to know the the person behind the kute more than ever. Um, is that something you, you would also share for South America, especially since the event did not take place?
2: Um,
1: I must say that here it's so much different because at least myself, I was trying to avoid, you know, um, to gathering with big group of people. And we are doing only some parties actually with, the uh, members from Turbo Gigan Lima. I know that some of them that they live very close to each other. They hang out together, but with keeping social distancing, but myself actually, I. Uh, no, I just stay at home. Uh, I was working at home as well. I mm-hmm. just recently come back to the office, but no party so far. Next month, or maybe by December, I have. so. If everything is better, I can go out <laughs> for the first time.
2: Okay, cool. That's good to hear. Wonder, yeah, over what's here, the situation in Mexico? There, there's been some, some like small gatherings. Uh, I mean, for instance, uh, one of the Long Beach guys. I don't know if you met him, Abel. Not yet. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. He he's not in in social media, so probably he won't hear this. <laughs> but he was here on um, this week, and I think this this week he's in Mexico City. And just to, I mean, not like the huge gatherings we used to have. I mean, I I wasn't able to to make it to see him. But and then some other guys, for instance, would go to Mexico City or or somebody else. But it was more like a maybe three four people gatherings mm-hmm. as instead of I don't know the usual twenty that. I mean, we're, we're, a, we have a lot of people <laughs> and, uh, so, and we also like to party. But, but yeah, I've, I've seen that. I think, I mean, to be honest, I, I miss rock and roll a lot. I mean, for most of my adult life, I mean, I've been going to, to shows and, and maybe not like super fancy shows, but, you know, the dive bar that it smells mm-hmm. like piss and, and it's shitty sound and just some angry kids yelling. But even those, I mean, right now it's like, I mean, I was, we were attending those maybe two or three times a week when when it was a good month. I mean, there were times here in Guadalajara where you actually were angry because you got so many shows to attend and, at the same time, <laughs> and uh,
0: you couldn't, uh, you're missing, you're missing out on bands because you had too many shows,
2: right? Huh? Well, mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, we're still, I mean, like for instance, for for the big. Uh, party in in the summer. We still have it. the The venue is is holding on, but I'm not sure how long they're gonna be. Um, I mean, hopefully they won't close because that's gonna be a super bummer. But I mean, for instance, we were able to to for for some of the expenses that we have incurred for the party. Uh, we were gonna have Sierra, so just like Kathy's gonna have it on on her event. And uh, we were gonna have them here in September. Now we were able to to extend their their flight tickets, so they're still on for next year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So hopefully we're not dumb and we're able to control this thing and and uh, and have shows again. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what we're all dying for: seeing some live music. Uh, I haven't had any concert. And uh, those internet concerts with new audience are just not the same same thing. So well, yeah, I'm I'm totally there with you, and I can only hope for it as soon as this whole thing is somehow uh, uh, settled uh, of, a, of a huge explosion and also some situation that uh, everybody appreciates the the new but actually the old situation whenever so you can go to concert whenever you want to. Because some people tend at a certain age they tend to, okay, it's too cold outside, I'm not going, or it's, uh, I don't want to drive for 45 minutes for a concert. Nah. You know, yeah. you just or at, at some point, you, you just uh, really um, know what you have until you don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So it's yes, going to be expre- exp- uh, appreciation for NASA, I would, I would think.
2: Absolutely. And um, what else? Yeah, uh, like I mean pretty much it's it's good to see when when people are are meeting and and uh and they're they're kind of trying to to keep the distancing and and all that because I mean yeah we we I've seen it a little bit, let's say maybe with people that don't have kids they're maybe are single they're taking a little bit more risks yeah uh for those kind of semi old farts like me um with the children, I mean right now it's more difficult because you have i mean not not because you you fear that you're gonna get sick and die per se, but it's a little bit more complicated and it's also more tiring because i mean for all of those like me that are working parents i mean me and Yema and my wife both have full time jobs so it's it gets really complicated so the last thing that that you're thinking is, oh do I want to go and hang out with my friends now nah. <laughs> I'm too tired because before you had school to take care of the children. Now you don't. You're doing everything.
0: Yeah. I mean, the thing is that if you have not only you don't want to you don't think I don't I don't think I would die. But if I, you have responsibilities, taking care of the kids and, and get and, and earning your money, uh, of course. And if this is somehow not possible because of that virus, you're you're you're, you're fucked. Right. So you don't want to risk that. And this is with younger people. And you, you get it in the news all the time. They just don't care as much because, well, their perspective is just a different one and they don't have any, not that any, but too many in those big responsibilities. So this is also maybe a shout out to the Jugends uh, also worldwide. If, and you should meet, but just play it smart and maybe skip the tongue kissing for in a few years.
3: <laughs>
0: if, you, if you still, I'm talking guy to guy tongue kissing. not too, you know.
3: oh,
0: oh, yeah. th- This is the most thing that I've seen, right? Um, maybe maybe keep that for in two years or in one year if you still are up for that, but maybe not in this year. It's certainly a bad year for for kissing random strangers um, via tongue.
2: Yep. Yeah. No. No tongue twisters. Exactly.
0: <laughs> okay. Cool. No I think anything else to mention about uh, the latest action in in South America? Anything you want to add? I, I'm
2: really happy about the kind of organic growth that the club has had and, and with all the, the different, let's say, factions. Because mm-hmm. we will have the ultra-militant guys and we will have the super-laked guys, as I mentioned before, or the nerds or the, the people who don't give a fuck about anything, just they want to hang out. And I think even though, in a way, it seems like we're a little bit behind time-wise, but that's always a factor. Um, for our region, I mean, we're we always get the big bands later in the year, or maybe a few years later we get um, technology. I mean, things like that usually take a little longer. So maybe we are, uh, I mean, behind Europe. Let's say that that the scene could could be something that maybe you, uh, Danny, that you witnessed. I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or, or 12 years ago. Is now what we have or what we had until 2019, which was this um, big growth and and, uh, a lot of things. And then we also have seen those, um, well, people that come into the scene and come very strong. But then, I don't know, maybe it was a fashion item. So two months later, they they fade away. We we also have our our share of those. So it's it's really... Yes.
0: I should actually be doing a podcast about them. Not bashing them, but it's a phenomena i mean yeah some people some some, some individuals uh, came to mind they came onto the scene had had their i don't know what they had, but they had they had something to them, and then they were off to the sunset two years later,
3: yep
2: <laughs> and happens. then there's there's there stubborn old timers like us that
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: we just yeah. Stay, yeah, yeah, we just stay there.
0: But still, I mean, it's inter- one, one one positive thing is because uh, and you know I've been in the in the union for almost almost two decades, I have to say. And you were mentioning the, the delay between you and Europe. Maybe it's a good post- way of learning from our mistakes. So may, maybe I'll just drop you a li- lines with mistakes in the in the group of the union in Europe. And then maybe you, we can somehow prevent some things from happening, um, because let, let us do our our grow up growing pains and grown up mistakes, and you don't have to do them them a second time.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and and I mean just I mean think about it. Last year, uh, Turbo Negro there, did their first tour of uh, of uh, Central and South America mm-hmm. ever in 30 years. And How was that? Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> how it did was,
0: people was, react? How did people react? Yeah, it's incredible. Katie, what, what did you, did you, how many times did you see Tuvan
1: Oh, not so many actually. Uh, I saw them like four or five times, maybe in the US. Uh, well, last year in Mexico and Europe as well in ascana Rock Festival. But for my guys from the true Jig in Lima when they saw Turbo Negro for the first time they were like oh my god they were so 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 happy because mm-hmm. it was the first time yeah. and yes it was amazing it was really really nice.
0: I can only picture super, that I super amazing I mean I have so many years.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> Yes.
2: Yeah from from our perspective I mean we were super lucky I mean because we we did the party on a Monday and Tuesday because to kind of adhere to the schedule, the band showed up in, in Guadalajara. We were unable to, to have them play. There were some contractual things that, um, that couldn't happen, but they were here and, and the party. And, and of course, I mean, for, for, uh, for instance, you, Dan, in Europe, it's, it's very easy because when, when in Hamburg, I mean, they always hang out, they're always there. Like in, I don't know, in punk rock bowling, they're, they go and take the time to take pictures and and sign jackets and all of that. But here people were just like going crazy because they 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 couldn't really kind of grasp their hands around how nice guys they are, right? I mean, yeah they were just and
0: on stage and no back no no after hours or whatnot. Yeah.
2: No, no and and then the show in Mexico City was on a Wednesday so. It was, it was a weird show because it, it was in a big venue and it was a wednesday but it was great i mean like because most of the people that had been partying in guadalajara for like 4 days already yeah. <laughs> still traveled to mexico city and uh, and then we went to the after party and man we were beat up
0: <laughs> so everybody was tired and not talkative <laughs> um
2: no just like semi zombies and yeah. uh, and then i was lucky enough to to uh, go on the tour with with chuck to do the the merch Mm -hmm. and that was also super cool because i get to meet um again many many friends that i've known for for many years just online and and just to hang out like we got to to santiago and uh so i mean i met felipe before in 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 hamburg but then the rest of his, his crew and 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 that that show was was really really intense but then Next day we went and jumped the, the Andes mountains, and we went to to uh, Buenos Aires, and the intensity level just went higher up and higher up. I mean, oh man, Buenos Aires is so much rock and roll. And I also smuggled about twelve kutes so I, I brought them to the to the Buenos Aires chapter, mm-hmm. and and along with the merch and all that. And uh, so it was it was like a I mean, not just it was going to see Turbo Negro for the first time, but also uh, the the jackets and, and meant a lot for, I mean, for us, for them, for the yeah. band, it was super, yeah. super cool. And Argentina, the, the excitement level was devastating. But then... Was
0: because they're, they're so intense and everything.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, you've seen the, the videos, for instance, for ACDC and, and River Plate and all those.
0: Yeah.
2: Just imagine that with more makeup <laughs> mm-hmm. and... And more. Yeah, I can
0: only um... imagine beautiful. <laughs> well, yeah. cool. It's so cool to 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 hear that that uh, to, to it's interesting that that that, that to, to is getting getting more dynamic ever since uh, 2018, and getting, and Tubingen is growing and growing.
2: Yeah, so and I a, you a missed really cool my story from Brazil. Brazil was
0: hurry up, we crazy. only have one minute on the podcast.
2: <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Help. I'll talk about Brazil later in, in a full 40-minute 40, uh, 40 <laughs> podcast about how cool it was.
0: <laughs> Baby service. It gives us a reason to, to continue the, the South American podcast, and maybe we can get somebody from Brazil on on the podcast, and let's do that. Yeah, Let, let's go in-depth in depth into your Brazilian adventures. Okay, guys. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for talking to True Vegan Radio and, and dating the world up on the the latest um, of two in South America. Great having you. And as promised, we'll we'll put you on Pandemon uh, again and also you Katie. Um, in the meantime, all the best for you guys. Thank you um, have a nice uh, well end of the year and stay 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 and stay cool. treat yourself really well. continue doing that, and I'm happy to hear that. and I talk to all of you guys very soon.
2: Gracias.
1: Gracias.
2: Bye-bye.
1: <laughs> Bye.
3: Green Book, presented by
0: so that was that. This ends, almost ends, episode number 73 uh, of Two Vegan Radio, the podcast. Um, yeah, uh, as we are uh, approaching the end of the year, I would like to make a brief announcement um, dealing with um, the next episode of Two Vegan Radio. This is going to be a very special episode uh, since I'll be traveling to see the one, the only, the Bengal. And we decided to do something very different. Uh, we are planning on having a Christmas show for you guys in uh, a little bit of a late night show style, meaning that you you get your <clears throat> serious dose of the Bengal and the Chibesta uh, since we had to uh, leave out this summer's Well uh, to be Youuga conversation. We decided to, yeah, make a date and uh, date each other after some... We're dating each other after some 30, yeah, 32 years of knowing each other. That's the naked truth. Yes, we'll be recording a podcast together in December. So keep your ears glued to your speakers because we'll be uh, airing that close before Christmas, a few days before Christmas. Um, I'm thinking about depending on when the audio slave can manage to do it. I would think about the twenty first to twenty second of December if everything works out properly. Um, so yeah, um, you should not be able to wait for the this year's end podcast. If you guys have anything to contribute to this very last podcast of the year, please really hit me up on the Facebook um, on, on in either in the TUBI and Radio <coughs> Facebook channel or just PM me the Chipesta, of course also the Bengal, PM us uh, on Facebook. And if you want to share your um, uh, best memories of this um, year 2020, this very difficult year, but please, we're also very open-minded for positive news and and interesting stories. Just hit us up and um, yes, um, reach out out to us and we will set you up how you can be part of this year ends podcast. We'll be having tons of free time, tons of air time for you guys. If you want to talk to the audience or go into, into conversation with the Chibesta or the Bengal, just feel free to hit us up and we'll, we'll be getting you on the air for nothing. I mean, for you, meaning that you won't have to pay for it and you, you won't be paid for it. So um, just if you feel like talking to us or to the audience worldwide, hit us up and share your impressions or share your thoughts. Okay, we'll be concluding that podcast with a very special song by uh, the one, the only Eve Deville from Tobi and Helsinki. She sung that song some quite some, some time ago. Uh, I just came across this uh, pearl of a song uh, recently and the song is called um, um, Not Hamburg City Boy. Hi, this is Max Fardin from the editing room. Uh, I'm laughing about the fact that Shobesta seems to get it more and more now for every year. He seems to have forgotten the name of the song he chose for this episode. So let's listen to him ramble on
3: a bit until I had to step in and overdub the name of the song.
0: Recently, and the song is called, um, um, not Hamburg City Boy, but because this was the, the, the first one she did for the, the first podcast ever. No, we'll be um, listening to Yves Devil from Tubing and Helsinki performing the one, the only... Denim Punk.